Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Welcome to this week's Creative Reboot podcast episode. Oh my God, I nearly forgot who we were then. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we are bringing to you a wonderful guest. She's a lovely lady. I can't wait to introduce her. Um, And also there is the slight confusion here in that she has the same name as my co-host, uh, Carla is a Carla Thomas is a is a Cambridgeshire and London-based wedding and branding photographer for people who want great photos but don't want to spend forever posing for them. And I'm sure she'll get very embarrassed now that I've introduced her because you know that's that's just what she's like. Hello, Carla. Hi, Hi uh, Sarah. I was about to call you Carla. <laughs> Why not? We can all be Carla today. It's fine. Let's. So much easier. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm really glad you're here. Um, I'm very excited that we share a name. I've never, never done an interview with someone with the same name as me, so I think we can <laughs> stay tuned for some confusion. Um, so following from Sarah's lovely introduction, can we hand the baton over to you and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, and yeah, give us your story. I'm Carla and I'm a wedding and branding photographer, um, originally from London but now based in Cambridgeshire. And I fell into photography well I didn't fall into photography I always wanted to do photography um at school we had a dark room um and in sixth form and just being able to develop my own film I just fell in love with the process and and that's how I got into photography but of course I also loved computers too at the same time so it was the what do you do do you stay in photography do you stay in the computing side because I'd already signed up for that for university or do I go down the photography route and of course back then it was like no you'll never work as a photographer you'll get nowhere with doing photography so I went down the computing route which is great I loved it and I still do um but after I graduated I decided that right I've done it I've done that I've got the job so now I want to actually do something for me so I signed up to do a photography course learning photography to learn all the ins and outs know what an f-stop is took a while but I understand that now um and all the little math things that you didn't think you needed at school that you really do need in real life mm. um so which was really interesting and I absolutely loved the process but halfway through the course I ended up having heart surgery so which meant that um I had to do it to distance learning, um, which was fine. Um, and but then after the after I was recovered from my heart, you know, during my recovery, I was still going out and taking photos and driving my parents insane um, because <laughs> my legs still work. So why wouldn't I just be going around and doing everything? Hurrah! I love that. <laughs> I, love that. <laughs> I really love that. I'm terrible. I really am. Um, in that way but um, yeah so I still carried on and I finished the course um, they just sent me all the work I needed to do and I did what I needed to do and finished the course and then a friend of the family also does wedding photography and videography and he was looking for someone to come on board to help him with some weddings he had booked and even though I come from a big family I've been to lots of weddings um, I hadn't considered how long a photographer is work, works for on a wedding day <laughs> and I thought oh I'm only going to be there for a few hours and then the first wedding it was over 12 hours <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> long day. Yeah. and yeah it was it was really good but it was also it was an eye-opener to you feel like you're like um going to see the Wizard of Oz and seeing behind the curtain and then you yeah. see all the what goes into wedding day um how people, the nerves, the emotions and excitement that people have. And obviously then there's also some arguments that can sometimes happen depending on who you're dealing with. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting to see that side. And, and I, it just helped. That's how I fell into wedding photography. And because I've always been such a people watcher, it just seemed to speak to me. Um, so I've got to ask. I, Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, Carla, but that, so that first wedding, though, that was over 12 hours, didn't put you off then. I'm quite impressed by that. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm not too sure what's wrong with me, but then, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't put me off. I was That's like, amazing. oh my God, this is so exciting. Well, then also, oh. I think what helped was the fact I didn't have to edit the photos. So, yeah. Ah, yes, definitely a That's like the best of both worlds, that is, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> if I did that and then had to edit the first wedding, I'd be like, yeah, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been a wedding photographer for now? How long has this been going on for? Um, Shot my first wedding in 2003, summer of 2003. Wow. That's really long So it's been a bit of a while, but I didn't go... uh, Back then, I was just doing it for this friend of the family. I'd worked with him for, I think, about two years. Um, Lots of weddings, and it was a great learning experience um and understanding the process and everyone everything else and it's also you know building your people skills um which apparently i have maybe cut that bit out no you definitely have people skills we're leaving that in you definitely do have people skills and you need having been a bridesmaid 13 times i don't shoot weddings because i've been a bridesmaid 13 times and you need people skills because the photographer seems to be the person of all, all the, all through the, the day involved in the wedding yeah. the photographer is there with you all the time is mm. usually with the bridal party more than anyone else is with the bridal party all day long exactly and there is witness to all the like <laughs> head off onto Edith at the pass because she's going to cause trouble and it always yeah. seems to be down to you as the photographer to do that and I mm. yeah I think you guys are amazing and I think you need some extra people skills to get through that <laughs> you really do so. you really do definitely yeah, it's, it's really cool. yeah I mean I I think because in my day job as well, and we'll come to that, I also work with people um, and I work on customer programs. So I'm all about the customer experience and making sure people are looked after and also being able to anticipate people's moves uh, moves or what their needs are. Um, and I think that definitely has helped me a lot in the wedding sphere. Um, but some things I think the three of us take for granted, you expect people to have like common sense and not mm. everyone has it so yes. and you think okay well anyone would do that and you realize that actually no you actually have a skill um to be able to recognize that someone is just about to have a meltdown or that person needs to be ushered out of the room it's <laughs> a very polite way of putting that do you know the thing I love the most? I'm loving listening to you talking about it, but and I know you guys can't see, and I know I do this every other episode. I'm like, look at this thing that you can't see. But as Carla's talking, she's got this wonderful smile on her face, like she clearly still loves it after all this time. And I just think that's the best. That's always the thing that I'm after is you know the, the happy work. Yes. Like if you if you can yeah. still be thrilled by what you do, um, after. 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. When you say it like that. my head and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So, it's so exciting. Um, and I yeah. just, it's the best thing watching. I know, I'm really sorry you guys can't hear, but it's just the best thing watching you, like, talk about weddings, talk about people watching with this wonderful grin. It's great. I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, you clearly still love it. You haven't, you, you, you haven't had, have you ever had wobbles? I have to ask if you've had wobbles or if all of that time you've still loved I can honestly, when I, um, so after the two years, I then didn't do weddings because it was just the, I know, I'm sure we'll go into this in more detail, but it was just the fear of what if it fails. Um, So I would do the odd wedding for friends um, or, or friends of friends if I was asked. And it wasn't until think about 2010 2011 when um Alex and I started dating he we were talking about him and he said well why don't you try it again um because if you will always have the you'll you never know if you never know if you don't try it you'll never know Mm. um so I thought I'd take the bullet set up a company and actually start doing it properly and um I did one of the courses up in the lakes and I don't remember the company at the moment it was a big one aspire aspire training amazing i always yeah. wanted to do one of those and never got there but that's yeah. that's really cool yeah and it's funny because for years i've been watching annabelle williams and saying i really want to do one of her courses really want to do one of her courses and it was really good to actually go up and do it obviously yeah. i love the lakes as well um but it was good and some of my old friends another sarah um <laughs> there are many of us <laughs> <laughs> oh i um, love that yeah, so it was it was good experience, but um, it it did help make you feel 
like you could pursue. I don't know how to word this probably properly. It it just gave you a, a good basis because back in 2003, 2005, there wasn't many people that you could go. There wasn't the social media. There wasn't um, anyone that you could talk to because, of course, it always just felt like if you go and try and talk to another um, uh, photographer, they aren't going to want to help you. I think wedding um, photography was a different entity then as well, wasn't it? It was very exactly. traditional, very... Yeah, just yeah. certainly not what it, it is and today. I think photography, I mean, roughly the same time would be when I was quite heftily involved in photography forums. Mm-hmm. And I was very young, didn't really know what I was doing, was looking for some guidance. And people were just awful. They were just yeah. so awful. And you play, there was no support. There was no, it was all very like, I have knowledge and it's my precious. And I, I wasn't in the wedding industry, but there was there was definitely that feeling of it just wasn't. I feel like now it's 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 a more supportive space if you find the right spaces, isn't it? I think. Exactly, I agree. Um, yeah. It it just sort of put you off wanting to pursue or talk to other photographers. I mean, now, I mean, all three of us are photographers. We're talking. We'll have a we have a laugh. We know each other, and well, I know Sarah more than I know Carla, but it's it's you get. You get to you are more supportive of each other than people were or seem to be back then. I'm sure there were support, but for it didn't feel like that when you were looking for it as well. It wasn't yeah. as easy um, to find. I think it wasn't as open and as, as easy to find somewhere and, and look for. We didn't have Facebook groups. We didn't have any of that, no. did we? So mm. yeah. we had the yellow pages to find a photographer. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> stick <laughs> a pin in the yellow pages. Look, if, you, if you're going to insist on, on showing all of our ages at the moment, Carla, honestly. <laughs> did you have to book your clients on a landline was it was it that long ago because <laughs> i feel like when i say i have a landline with a rotor's boat i actually still have so someone did say to me sorry sidetrack but someone said to me the day it was not like we expect you to have a rotary phone and i was like i still have a baker light rotary phone that's the main oh, landline i love them it's yes, blue, blue and white it's beautiful it's oh, beautiful but jealous. it's really shit to have a phone conversation on but it looks pretty which is the main thing right so <laughs> I love that. That is brilliant. When we were growing up, we had a Mickey Mouse one of the rotary phones. Oh, <laughs> I'm very jealous. Honestly, very jealous. you can't see this, but both Carla and I's eyes just, just went, went oh, huge so then. Jealous. The Mickey Mouse one. I remember seeing think, those in yeah. like the um, yes. Argos catalogue or wherever it was. I, I remember begging my parents for one and it didn't happen because... I, I think there's a photo floating around either of me my either myself and my sister sat there on the phone next to Mickey Mouse excellent so bringing it back though to what you to your creative <laughs> job and talk about you again sorry <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. talk, you, you've meant you've, you've given us some little hints there about you've talked about nine to the nine to five and and, and yeah that. so yeah talk to us about that how that's a, how that relates now what's what's um and can i interject oh. while you're talking so you mentioned computing and so i'm really intrigued yes. by this this balance of like i know computing can be super creative but but it yeah. also feels like two quite different things yes. that and photography so yeah very technical versus yeah creative. like yeah. i'm excited by mm. this which one do you want to talk so, to first because we've got two different questions sorry that's two oh, questions well. isn't it? <laughs> um, i think i can combine them Okay, I think I can combine them. Excellent. Uh, Not sure how, but we'll try. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I did a course, I I went to University of Manchester and I did information systems with European studies. So um, when I started in the nine to five, I was working um, for a healthcare company, um, support and creating software for hospitals. So like your patient management systems, maternity systems, etc. And I was the trainer. I was the the implementer, um, customer service, um, everything on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a small company. It was great. And I, it was the perfect place to learn. Um, had great, um, great team around me, um, that we worked really well together. I could sit with the, um, the developers and they would talk through the process. They would help and I'd go and help them and vice versa. And we'd just, make sure it worked or how it needed to work. I learned very a lot from the clients I worked with. Um, so I was working with the doctors and nurses, so helping build the systems as well. Mm-hmm. I actually ended up spending six months in Glasgow um, working on a hospital project up there, which was, it was great. It was baptism of fire in some ways, but it was um, two, one of my oldest friends I'm still in touch with. We met there um, oh, and... Funny. 
absolutely loved every minute of it. And you wouldn't think that we were, you'd think we've known each other for years and not just since we worked together, um, if you met us, because we just vibed, we had just had the same sense of humour. Um, um, so yeah, when he got married, and was there for their wedding and yeah, and they moved out to Australia. And so when they come back, I get to see them both as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, so, so then after that, I've always stayed in healthcare up until my current role. I've always been in healthcare, um, other than being the perfect patient, but it's also, um, working on the implementation side and about 10 years ago, um, in my last company, I had the opportunity to start a new team, to start an events team that they were setting up on the business side, the marketing side. Didn't know what it was going to involve, but I wanted to change. I wanted to try something different, so I jumped at it. And it ended up that I was, as well as doing the events, working closer with the clients, which is something I wanted to do. I also then um, started the customer reference program as well. So that's basically being able to tell people's stories or our clients' stories, how they're using the system, how it's benefiting them, it's, um, making sure patient safety and everything else and et cetera, et cetera. So I think I said this to someone the other day when they were asked about my day job or what I do. And I said, well, I have the best of both words. I get to tell people's story, not only with photos, but also with words, because, of course, it's a lot of words the, There is the definitely a, 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 a parallel there, isn't there, with the definitely. two exactly. very different roles, but, yeah, ta- doing but the same thing. Other yeah, absolutely. Doing, yeah. Exactly. yeah, I love that. I, that's fabulous. Yeah. So, and it's really weird, because we all know people who go to university and then don't end up using their degree, and I feel very privileged and lucky to have been able to yes. do that. And then also have the photography that I've wanted to do since I was God knows how long. Um, Because I've always been into photography. Um, And then to be able to do the both and it work, it's It's just been really good. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I have forgotten the second half of the question, though. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, what was it, Carla? I think I've answered Carla's. I haven't answered yours. Oh, okay. What did I ask? (laughs) Oh, yeah, so I was kind of uh, asking then... Just, just to talk, talk, talk to us about the nine to five. So actually, you have kind of um, oh yes, yes, answered I did. that oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah. With, with that, though, so was <laughs> there you go? Yeah. <laughs> was there a bit? Of, was there a bit of a break though? Did you? Because uh, uh, um, I feel like you went back to the nine to five quite recently, didn't you? Is that right? Yes. So um, towards the end of twenty nineteen, um, I got made redundant, and so. I was thinking, you know, that this is the perfect opportunity. I can now spend some time uh, focusing more on the photography. I'm very lucky in my last job. My manager knew I did photography. I photographed her family a couple of times. Um, even for her children's nursery, I did a charity auction as well. So she was very, very supportive of and me. She just said, please don't ever leave. <laughs> so I never felt that I had to choose between the two. Yeah. Um, um, I had to travel a lot for my day job, so so it meant that things I wasn't a hundred, not a hundred percent. That's wrong. It, I didn't feel that this like being on social media all the time was just just not an interest. It, I'd rather mm. spend that time, spend any spare time, doing stuff yeah. I needed to do for my clients instead, or just building my business up. Um. So at the end of twenty nineteen, I got made redundant, and well, we know what happened last year. Yeah. Um, shits and giggles all the way. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I don't quite remember. Was it something? Yeah, I don't know exactly what that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the year started very well. Um, I actually did my first week away. Um, was part I'm part of the London Wedding Breakfast Club. Yes, and I um, I was able to do. We did a residential week away out in Burnham in Essex, Burnham Burnham on Crouch. And, oh, nice, very um, close to me. Nice yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it was really good. It was a good chance to get to meet people I've been speaking to in various Facebook groups for years. I think only one person or two people I've met before, but others I've just spoken to in various groups in the London Wedding um, Breakfast Club. And I don't know about you, but you just get nervous when you have to go and meet people for this first time, or even though you've been okay. speaking to them for ages. And it was a great week. So that was at the beginning of February. And we've made all these plans. We're going to do all these wonderful things. And then March happened. And here we are. So um, 
it was, and I, it's just, it, it didn't go as I planned. Um, so, <laughs> so it just meant that, yes, I was looking, I was still focusing on photography. I was trying to not trying to be a bit, um, give more, um, help to people, not just wedding people, but also obviously, so I had a whole load of clients who moved their weddings to this year. And I think one's moved to next year. Um, then also people came in contact wanting to get married last year in the little time that we did have, um, weddings still going on. I actually had one client who moved their wedding three times last year just because it just kept getting hit by different regulations and rules Mm. to the point when it came to the last one, she just went, it's taken all the joy out of it. And I really felt for them. Um, so you just feel like it's just like, you just want to give everyone a hug. Of course you can't. Um, but you just want to be there and make sure that it's an easy process for them. Um, and when they did get married, the whole is taking the joy out. You just said, you just wait till that day. It will make a difference and you will yeah. be very happy. And they were. They were just like little kids. It was just really oh, nice to see. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's, but that's really amazing for, for you to be able to put that kind of um, emotional energy in. And, and that when I say emotional energy, I mean energy, but I also mean like the, um, the, the positive emotion in. Mm. Because actually while dealing with all of that i think that's something that for weddings i think has been particularly bad this year that mm-hmm. that things just keep getting moved and moved and that obviously has a knock on impact on your own business and so yeah. actually to be able to be so supportive to your clients while also being you know juggling what's happening to your own business i think that's absolutely yeah. amazing absolutely i do wonder how it would have been if i had been in my 9 to 5 obviously i'd still be doing it because i still care about my clients but i think maybe the stress would have been a lot more um yeah. I don't know um but it was just an interesting time it was an interesting time good choice of words but it was it was a fraught time for everyone no one knew what was happening no one was knew when we'd be able to do anything and every few days of course or few weeks things kept changing so but and there was no one that you could someone pointed this out to me which I thought was really interesting early on or sort of mid mid into the pandemic and someone said you know when when something when I've had a crisis in my business before there is always someone I can find who's done it before and can tell me how how it sort like it sorted itself out and it was fine and this time everyone's having the problem no one and no one has no fixed one it because knows. the pandemic's still going yeah. and we're all completely <laughs> fucked all together and it was and I was like oh maybe that's why it's so stressful and it's true because there's no one to to kind of pat you on the back and say it'll be okay it'll be okay yeah. one day it'll be f-. and we know one day it'll be fine but yeah really stressful so but when you're in the middle of it you don't see the the yeah. wood for the tree no quite um, and you just have to kind of focus on moving forward so exactly i mean especially and, when it started because um i had a wedding booked for the week after it start um the lockdown started um and it's the dealing with the moving and the emotions of that but it was also um i didn't want to pick up a camera so for ages i think it took about at least until mid-May, and I thought, you know what, I really want to try something different. I've got the opportunity to go back to what I love. I mean, my first love has always been um, landscapes and travel photography. It's what I've oh, cool. always done. And <laughs> Carla's, Carla's really artwork is absolutely beautiful. You can oh, check wow. out her so Instagram. Yeah. I will go. Oh, uh, wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, okay, that's okay, Iceland. I love more of a stalk. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and... I just, I just didn't have any um, motivation to pick up the camera for quite a few weeks. So I thought, you know what, let's try and do something. I, obviously, it's, it's nice to try, even if it's just photographing random things. And Alex found a few things um, about people doing very different projects. Hmm. There was one woman who was photographing every item in her house, which I thought was interesting. So, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so cool. Actually, you're right. I saw cool. someone... I can't remember where now, but I saw someone and I think she might also be wedding and brand. Was she wedding and brand? Anyway, and she's mm-hmm. been growing crystals with her children's science kits and then macro photographing the crystals to make. Oh, and I was yeah. like, this is such an amazing way of you. She said, I've never done macro photography in my life, but I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah. And they're beautiful. They're so beautiful. So it's amazing to see people using their skills in different ways. I just videoed my cats all pandemic. I've got <laughs> many hours of footage. I, so I wanted to shift into video last year. That was my plan. And yeah. uh, so I had all the kit and I had all the training and then I'd live on my own with two cats. So all of my showreels are of my cats. I was very tempted to dress them up and put them at the desk and be like, branding photography of cats, branding videos of cats. But yeah, so, um, but no, that's amazing. I, I love that you, I love that you, 
I'm reassured that it wasn't just me that didn't want to pick up my camera for a while. Yeah, I you were the you same. Picked it up and then you got back yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Really for cool. ages I was just, you know, obviously there's so many people not used to being at home, having the children at home, and doing whatever. So initially I was just like giving random tips on Instagram and trying to help people in that way. Um, can't photograph you, but hey, how about you doing? How about doing these things and trying different yeah. things or telling people how to take better photos on their phone as well. Um, my sister had this, um, which I shared as well. She has four boys and let's just say boys are growing fast and they like to eat. <laughs> yes. So she set up a tuck shop. Oh, <laughs> oh amazing. Brilliant. So if they wanted snacks in between meals, they had to pay for that. Um, so the bad stuff was more expensive than the good stuff. And of course, water was free all day. Um, so the, just sharing, just random tips because you... You don't know who's going to see it, and it's not. Yeah. I'm not going to be. Let me show you another wedding or another this. It's there's lots. Obviously, you realise there's so much more going on in the world. So let's let's see how let's give people something that they really need to understand. How do you work from home? How do you yes. cope with that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Fantastic. So, yeah, so that was really good. And then, of course, I just, um, after Alex sent me those few things, um, I went on YouTube and I was looking at different things. Obviously, there's so many more people out there who love to be creative that make you feel like you should be doing more. Um, but there are some really good videos, how to, uh, photo, photos or ex, um, uh, projects to do at home. And then, I don't know how I came across her, but there's an, a travel photographer called Erin Outdoors. She obviously couldn't travel, so she was using miniature people and fruit and anything around the house to create these amazing landscapes. So I did one um, of with my elephant. I've got little elephants because I'm obsessed with elephants. So I did that and created a, um, a safari scene oh, with them walking cool. towards a water hole in the, with a with a torch behind a sheet. So it looks awesome. like the setting sun. That's so cool. <laughs> so I love cool. That. I, I love that, that you, it yeah. sounds Creativity. like you had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Creativity and fun. That I loved amazing. I loved seeing what colour was coming up with. She did this awesome series of like the coloured drips in the water and the, the yeah. um oh, the, the images that were coming out of that were spectacular. Oh, just that's so yeah, cool. just loved it. I loved all of the creativity that you were coming yeah. out with. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I did one that did mess with people's minds, which was a fork. Because uh, I was also doing some oh, macro yes. as well. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I have to send yeah. it to you, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm intrigued. Some I'm people intrigued. would look at it and it was like, no, it's light coming through factory windows. And other people would work out it was a fork. But, yeah, it was That quite, makes my heart like happy. That. I like that a lot. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Without having clever. seen it, I love it. That's really cool. There was some real so, playtime, I felt, going on there. Bear, bear yeah. in mind that, you know, everything that had been going on. and But also, I thought, as well, during that point, you were really present online. You were really present in your socials yeah. as well. And still being really supportive of your wedding couples and, you know, all of that stuff that was going on as well. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. hand you know hands together because you got you just kept it going with with all of that happening and then at some point went back to a nine to five as well so (laughs) yeah as things got worse (laughs) (laughs) i have to ask though when do you sleep woman honestly (laughs) well it so happens i suffer from insomnia so not often oh that's 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 your secret that's your sneaky secret oh bless you oh so yeah um so going back into the nine to five, so I think we got to, I've been looking at another job because it, when you've been, because my last job I was with uh, uh, nearly 14 years and when you've been doing two things at once, it just feels like you've lost an arm or a limb mm. or something. And so I was looking for another job anyway, but not as seriously because I thought, right, this is the opportunity to decide whether I'm going to go full time or not and if this is what I want to do. But I also I was also craving to be working with lots of other people on a daily basis and mm. and doing stuff with um, my clients and talking about their story in, in the the business world or corporate world or healthcare world because healthcare is really important to me. I as I mentioned I have a heart condition I've had that since birth so I've always been interested in it. Mm. Um, I was put off by it by doing work experience, but um, that was just because I understandable. <laughs> 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 so I did my two weeks, two two weeks work experience at St George's Hospital and absolutely loved it. 
I did get to see a heart operation, which I think freaked me out when it came to me doing my heart operation. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised. This one of those things like, oh, wow. (laughs) But kind of amazing to see, even if it it. makes you go a bit, ooh, later on. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's a work experience. Yeah, so they didn't let us in until they'd opened up this guy's chest and pulled it back. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you see how the heart sits in the body. And to me, it was just, this is a miracle. And wow. then, of course, they were putting him on a bypass to do the operation and got to speak to him afterwards. Um, and he said, oh, it's a bit painful. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> but it was really, really good to see. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I, we then spent, I spent a day in A&E. Um, so we were following doctors and nurses around in A&E. And I was with, with this one nurse and um, she left me in the room with this guy who'd come off his bike in the rain. Um, he was fine, we were sitting there chatting, having a good time, um, but his knee was a bit messed up because, of course, he fell on his knee when he came off. Um, but when she came in and stuck the needle into his knee to numb it, to de- to stitch, I went, that's it, I can't do this. <laughs> because I could see the pain on his face, and I just thought, I don't want to hurt people. I don't. I want to take <laughs> oh, that pain either. from them, even yeah. though I know it's, it's for a benefit, but it was just like, oh my God. But it's the in-between... Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I distinctly remember when I was learning to cannulate people. When I back when I did the paramedic thing, and I yeah. I I spent my I you had to spend a couple of days in A and E, literally sticking needles in people. That that was your job because you had to get a certain number of them and be to be signed off on it. And literally okay every single person, I would stick the needle in. I'd, I'd be going, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> until eventually, a nurse around me went, stop saying sorry. This is your job. You're supposed to do. <laughs> literally what you're here to do oh wow yeah but i I loved it but um so healthcare has always been something i've been interested in even if i really can't stomach giving people bad news or um making them feel pain um so yeah so it's the whole being in a one organization for such a long time and then having to make a decision on what i wanted to do so i did want to do the photography I wanted to, I thought I'd try and pursue it full time, of course, yeah, we know what, last year. So that put a spanner in the works. So I did start looking for another job mm. while I was still um, working on the photography as much as you can. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it was great to be able to shoot some weddings last year, but it wasn't what I had expected to be. Mm. Um, it's like the but... worst year to, to start working full time in your business, <laughs> then, really, isn't it? So, and for, and yeah. in wedding photography specifically. In wedding, you wedding know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Carla, I'm, I'm really curious. Do you, so the way that you've been talking about your job and your photography is very much like two halves of a whole mm, and you yeah. described it as missing a limb or feeling mm-hmm. like missing a limb, not actually, fingers crossed, not actually missing a limb. Like hopefully they didn't take an arm when you left. <laughs> that would be harsh, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but when you, so, so I'm, hang on, I'm trying to formulate. I, I really should not talk until I formulate my words. <laughs> I have a question in my head. Oh, it's much more fun when you do it this way. Definitely. Much more fun, yeah, definitely. Like Sarah said, it's like there were some words. I'm not sure if they made sense, but some words came out. Um, Here are the words. Do what you want with them. I am curious about how you view those things. So I'm quite a a huge advocate for portfolio careers. And um, when Mm -hmm. people say, oh, does that mean having like three different businesses? And I'm like, well, in my case, that means four different businesses, a podcast and previously also a job. But I think the definition of it for me is just having multiple things that you do, which might be two things, might be one thing, might mm-hmm. be and, and, a, and a hobby. It might be 15 different things. But do you look at what you're doing as a portfolio career or are you looking at it as actually these are the two things that I do? I, that might be a slightly weird question, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the huh. what your take on that is. That's a really good question. I hadn't even thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just it's what I do. Um, and what I like doing so I hadn't really thought about it that way of course I, I know we spoke about it before we started recording but there was also, there has always or there is a stigma for doing photography and also having a day job which initially like uh, sh- mm. I shouldn't be yeah. I shouldn't be working two jobs I should be doing 100% photography or I should be doing the other job but if you're doing both jobs and it's working and you love and it. And you're enjoying like, them. Absolutely. No reason not to, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's just I, okay, that, But it's a good yeah. question, so... It's just interesting because I, I also think, I mean, a lot of people, um, again, we talked about this briefly before we started recording, but when I left my job, um, I felt like I was carrying everyone else's expectations with me. And I do mm. think that's something with a nine to five 
like I think people people are like I must leave the nine to five and I must never do it again and I just don't think that's sensible or accurate I think it's something that you can you can have jobs you can have part-time jobs you can have full-time jobs you can have shift work and you can move it all in and around your businesses um but I think yeah so what I'm getting from you is actually you just set out to do the two things that you loved you didn't necessarily think right I want a portfolio career which bits are going to fit in where you've just made it work over time which I really like actually yeah yeah so I used to do a lot of headshots for um uh a company um, and used to do have to do that every three months for a company and because they did lots of um new hires in like that. okay yeah yeah yep. so i'd just take a day off work um and and cover and that and do that yeah and which yeah. is fine um as i mentioned i've also done headshots at my at that my last job as well for the gm and a few other of the directors and photographed other events that they did um so it's never been an issue. I actually yeah. photographed the wedding of one of our clients as well. Oh, that's so um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, it's, it's just works. It goes together. I think it, together, it does yeah. fit. Um, is there, I think that's really, oh, sorry. Can I, if there I, I was just going to say, is there an element of, I'm just kind of th- obviously thinking about my own experiences and I, I was a uh, training as a paramedic for, and working as a paramedic for 10 years and running a photography business as a, on a part, on the part time. For me, it was an element of, I didn't want to put um, the pressure of having photography as my full-time income because I didn't want to turn it into yeah. a job. I'm just wondering if some of that feels like... Does that feel... Yeah, really you're smiling. Well, there's, there's a smile. There's a smile happening in both of you. <laughs> I can see mirror smiles going on. That was another reason, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back in the beginning, it was like, I love photography. I don't want it ever to become a chore. Mm. I don't want it ever to yes. feel painful. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want to look at my camera and think, I hate you. I want yeah. to be able to, every time I pick it up, I enjoy it. Um, and yeah. that was also, I think some of my resistance as to why I didn't want to go full-time back at 10 or so years ago because or 15 years ago because that's how it seemed if you do follow something it then turns into a job that yeah you feel pressured to stay into I find that really interesting as well because I think again that that having multiple income streams so for me I think I I am almost opposite actually is that I didn't it wasn't that I didn't want to turn it into a chore because I think I knew that it wouldn't become that way for me mm-hmm. but I was terrified I, I basically started so I know we've only just met Carla but um I started every other business I possibly could have done before I eventually was like I'm gonna have to try photography aren't I but for me I was scared that if I tried it and failed that that was the thing that for me was the th- although I have many things that I love and I do photography has been the thing that has been most and like you I wanted it to be joyful but then I was like well, if I do it and I can't do it then I'm basically buggered for life like oh god mm-hmm. so that was really interesting but then also the with the multiple income streams I think I'm a better photographer for having different things so I'm not reliant on it yeah so at yeah. any point I can turn down the stuff I don't want to do in the same way that a job would allow that or my job my previous job did allow that um and my other businesses allow that um I I do think there's an element of I mean I'm not you know I think it's very personal I think some people I know who you know photography is what they eat drink live breathe that's all they do and that's brilliant for me personally I think I am a better photographer for not having all of the pressure on one business although it's by far my main business it's not the only way that I work and make money and I think that has been even through the pandemic actually it was very easy for me to go okay can't shoot gonna focus on this other stuff now mm-hmm. and it was a much easier transition so I'm, I'm really interested I'm really and I think we need I, I do actually think one of the things I'd love to do is try and get rid of some of this stigma because because people do people are like oh Oh, you're, we've talked before, haven't we, Sarah, about oh, the, what's that awful the phrase? The weekend warriors. I hate oh. that phrase. I really yeah, do. And it just makes yeah. me really angry because actually it's a very valid choice not to chuck everything in and hope for the best, mm-hmm. especially when you're first starting, when yeah. you're first starting out in a business. Yeah. It's actually quite a stupid idea to, you know, go all in and hope for the best because what what if it doesn't turn out? What if, the, what if there's a pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. What you said about um, the having not relying on one income stream, because I think that yes, it does make you a better photographer because then you don't have that pressure in your head that, oh my god, I Take need everything. To, yeah, it, I need to get make something from this. So then that can dull your creativity because yes. now you're doing it for a purpose and it's not. Mm. There's not or really you fall into the trap. There. 
I think picking up on what you said just now about, you know, wanting to always look at your camera and be excited by picking up your camera mm-hmm. and not want to. I think if you're doing it and you're doing nothing else and you're finding that stressful, if you're so maybe you're not. I mean, I think when everything's going well, I think we need to kind of take out, take out the situation. Take the pandemic out going of well it, because, yes. But take the pandemic out of it. But, <laughs> when, when, but also I think when business is going and you're making lots of money and everything's going great, I think it's much easier to then have your creativity and be like, oh, I'll take a day off mm-hmm. and I'll sort off with the camera somewhere. But when things are maybe a little bit tighter or it's quiet season or that kind of stuff, I think, and, and certainly I've had this and I'm making concerted effort this year and I know Sarah is as well, to, um, to like when, if, you, if you're not just dependent on your one thing, your one creative thing for your income, it's much mm-hmm. easier to still take time to do your personal work. And I think yeah. that's something that can fall by the wayside if you're stressing about, and, and like you say, if, if you're stressing about money or you're stressing about, then I, I think it just makes it, I don't know, I think it just makes it easier. For me, anyway, it makes, and that's all I can, we can only talk about our own experiences, right? Exactly, but for yeah. me, it makes it easier to pursue my my joy stuff, my, my photos that probably no one will ever see. And if they do, they might mm-hmm. never buy, but I don't care because I love them. Those photos yeah. are really important to me to make, regardless yeah. of what else I'm doing in the business. So yeah, I think that's that's a really key I think just where you said I don't ever want to look at my camera and hate it or find it a chore. I think that's massive for all and yeah. substitute camera for whatever your creative thing is, lovely listeners. But yeah, yeah I think that's that's really a really important point. No, I agree. So uh, since the new year, I've been making sure I'm walking at least a, an hour or so a day on my uh-huh. trying to get my ten thousand steps because at the beginning of the pandemic, I don't think I moved more than thousand. Just from the sofa to the kitchen. <laughs> and it's just like knowing that obviously you do as the when you're in any job after Christmas and you've gone through New Year you everyone seems to come down and I thought you know what I'm not going to just stay it will help with the mental health we mental health we've just gone through lockdown we are going sorry we're just going into another lockdown we didn't have the Christmas we planned and so it's another way to right clear my mind and have some time so I used to just take my camera out, not every single time, but sometimes I'll take my camera out and just take any photos of anything that interests me. And like you said, most people will never see those photos. But yeah. to me, it was, I need to practice. I want to try something different. I'm mm. not going to do it when I've got either someone who's paid me in front of my camera to try it then. I want need to do it on my own time. Yeah. And, and it's very freeing, just taking your camera out and doing it for yourself and not... And not worrying, oh, I've just taken this. That means that I have to post it somewhere. Someone has to see this. Otherwise, I don't feel like I'm a real photographer because... Yeah. It takes that pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. Some things are for you. It doesn't have to be out in the world. You can enjoy yourself when you take your photos. So, exactly. But, but talking about weekend warriors, no. <laughs> it, has, it does great on me. And, and I think this comes back to... Uh, I know we've got a question about um, what would you like, what would you wish you knew at the start of the journey is stop listening to other people. Mm. Um, so yes, at the beginning, um, there's lots of do it this way, do it this way. Um, so you doubt yourself that you know what you're doing. And then when you obviously the, there's certain tribe of photographers or a certain group of photographers who talk about weekend warriors taking their jobs and undercutting them and things like that. I am just because I work mainly at the weekends doesn't mean that I'm not providing a good service or that I'm charging less or a a, a wage that you think that um, a way that you think is going to affect your business because exactly. every business is different. Well, um, the massive irony also being that most weddings are at weekends. So everyone's a weekend freaking warrior, really, aren't they? Let's just, let's just... I don't think, I mean, I think it would be quite hard to be a weekday only wedding photographer. I don't think that's a viable business model. There's not that many of the buggers. If it is, so... then it's not my fault, then yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so bizarre. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so can we sneak on to our most exciting, our favourite question? Yes. Can we do our favourite question? Do it, do it. Do you have so a favourite question? We do. In all, we do, we have a most favourite question. So in all of this, in all of your creative journey, so far um what has been your most glorious moment okay I remember this question. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think about this and I think despite everything that happened last year um in during COVID or anything else um like for example um one we had COVID then there was um George Floyd's death and what that mm. triggered and everything else 
Um, that also opened up a few things for me because I found that there's a group of um, female photographer. There's a female photographer group in the UK. Um, to me, I, I think I'd only known of two other black female photographers ever in in the UK. Sorry, uh, um, who did weddings. Um, so I joined this group and it was really supportive and um, sharing photos and things like that. And um, the leader decided, you know what, let's do an exhibition. And it was called We Are Here Exhibition. And obviously I'd seen it and I was like, oh, I'm not going to, my photos aren't good enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, that's great, good old self-doubt to self-doubt. Um, but then they kept putting up posts saying, if you're thinking you're not good enough, you're not worth it, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, get out of my head. Um, so, <laughs> I love it. So they I obviously knew that you were sitting there like... They knew what you were thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably knew that everyone was probably thinking the same thing. So I did submit and I decided not to do people because um, I know, Sarah, you know this, but Icelanders, I could live in Iceland. If you asked me to move there tomorrow, I would... Um, and it was a present that Alex got me six years ago for Christmas. That was the first time I went, and I've been twice more since. Um, and I've got so many beautiful photos from Iceland. I thought, I'm just going to do Iceland. Um, so I did, and I was accepted. Um, and so we put on an exhibition in Warsaw last September. And I'm and... gutted I couldn't go and see that. I'm oh, so really gutted. I didn't know about it. I would have yeah. gone to see. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's on tour now, so we'll oh. be at the at the Mac in Birmingham and uh, the Harris Museum as well. So mm-hmm. and we've done an online one. So it's been really really good. And I'd say that would be one of my glorious moments. But not so much just having my photos exhibited. It's the fact that I didn't let self doubt stop me or the feeling of self imposter syndrome or imposter syndrome stop me from putting myself forward. I love um, that. That's a fucking brilliant. High five for that. That's big awesome. high fives. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. That's so good. So proud of you. So, that, yeah. That's amazing. Thank that's you. Amazing. So I um and on top of and from from that I've got a photo in this photo that you can see behind. Uh, that is the most peaceful place in the world ever. Um, it's I can't say the name. I could be if I could see it written down, but it's basically a glacier lake. Um, wow. down in the south near Vic and it, it there's just all these icebergs floating in the water and the odd seal as well and I can't remember how long we, I kept Alex in the cold there but it was fine and it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just gorgeous it was absolutely stunning place um, so but that photo got into the Guardian and oh, another one was oh, on wow. the BBC when they were doing a coverage of that as well so I'd say that's to give us all the links so we can put those yes, in the show notes definitely. so that we can show people. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really yeah. cool. Amazing. Fabulous. Uh, yeah. She's had some, <laughs> so despite the pandemic, you've actually had some incredible moments there, haven't you, to celebrate. I just think that's yes. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah exactly. Fabulous. Um so yeah, and then I went back into I got um I think it was the end of summer, just before this um exhibition, I was still applying for jobs and I got interviewed and accepted this job at the end of October I think it was and then started in the middle of November so since it's been six months and I now officially I'm no longer a newbie I took a day off and then you get double <laughs> double digit emails and you think okay yes I've, I've arrived you know who I am now <laughs> so she's part of the furniture now that's what it is Definitely. <laughs> oh Colin so it's going well it's been so wonderful hearing all of this stuff actually I, I, I obviously knew Carla before she came onto our podcast but actually I've learned things about you today as well it's been really interesting listening so thank you very much <laughs> yeah, for coming and I've and loved getting story. to know you and hearing your story yes. I love it yeah. I mean we did say yeah, years well years ago when we very first came up with this but like, we're just nosy aren't we we yes. just want to hear people's stories but they're the best <laughs> things and share them with other people so absolutely no that's been fantastic and very inspiring and um, actually my my little um my, my my personal thing that I'm taking away is that so funny enough when you were away with the wedding breakfast club I was also away with 17 photographers probably the same week of the pandemic and oh, we did yeah. the same thing we planned all this really cool stuff and meetups and, and yeah. then obviously the pandemic happened and we're still going oh we'll have some meetups when we're allowed 
but for me what I took away from that was that I really could do this and actually Mm -hmm. hearing that you've been doing this since 2003 has made a really big impact on me because actually I can I only started my photography business in 2016 after many years of people kicking me and come on Carla get on with it just do the thing likewise Um, yeah and and the fact that actually you can do it for a really long time is is massive for me and I need to keep hearing that so thank you so much on a very personal note that's been huge (laughs) for me today thank you yeah definitely right to finish off I I would love for you to just plug yourself silly now Carla you need to tell us tell us where we can find you whether you've got anything that you want people to know about coming up any um I don't know uh, any prints that you can buy yes yes. you can book you everything 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 that you do okay right no pressure (laughs) (laughs) what was the first question anyway so (laughs) you can find me at um Carla Thomas photo.com and that's Carla with a C um, because it's the best way to spell it as we know. <laughs> obviously the correct way to spell it <laughs> and you can also find me on Instagram at the say at at Carla Thomas photo um, as well and there I share um, weddings and recently I've been sharing a lot more of my travel photos as well um, and some of my branding stuff um, I, on my website, I, it's mainly weddings and couples and some portraiture, but also branding. Um, not currently running any offers, but if you're interested in booking a branding shoot or talking to me about your wedding or doing a couple shoot, then please get in touch with me Perfect. at hello at carlathomasphoto.com. Lovely. Fabulous. What about, um, uh, have you got a specific place for your art or is it mostly Instagram that you're sharing all of that? Um, I do have a place for the art and it is, I think it's carlathomasphoto.com forward slash shop. Don't worry if you can't that. That's right. We'll check, we'll <laughs> so check it out. We'll make yeah. sure it's in the show notes. We'll put a separate link in. That's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> ideal. Oops. <laughs> no worries. Is, we do put you on the spot a little bit at the end. Like, so we've had this lovely relaxed chat. Now give us all the stuff, all the information all at once. Yeah, so no, it's totally fine. That's cool. Just Thank you so much. email address and things like that. I know that information. <laughs> and you reeled it off perfectly, so well done. That's amazing. Yeah. Fabulous. Really cool. Thank you so much, Carla. It's been an absolute joy talking to you. Oh, thanks. It's been you. amazing. And I'm, um, yeah. Sarah, you did very well. You didn't get us confused once. Oh, I, yeah. The, I was consciously, <laughs> consciously working on it, so. <laughs> Amazing. Excellent. Right, well, well, that wraps up we'll, this episode, so. We shall see you next time. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us, and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Uh, where can people find us online, Sarah? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or if you have topics you want us to talk about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.